I will forever be grateful to the Lord for helping me grow and develop my faith in the northern part of Nigeria, the same state which was the breeding ground of the dreaded Boko Haram group was the training ground for kingdom men and women. Despite the persecution, the afflictions, and the harsh living conditions, there was an intense, unquenchable zeal for fellowship and a fervent devotion and commitment to the doctrines of the kingdom. As a young teenager, I met with other brethren to study the word of God almost on a daily basis. Even as a student, there was this holy hunger and deep fervent devotion and commitment to fellowship and to know more and more of God. I remember a day when the churches in our city was attacked and burnt by some Islamic fundamentalists. News came to us that our church was a prime target and these evil men had no regard for lives nor properties. These men come in their hundreds or thousands screaming and chanting in Arabic and looking for Christians to kill or a church to set ablaze. Friends, we could not leave the church. With the truth, we continued to stay on in the church for many days. We were ready to die for what we believed. We recited the words of Paul which says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We recited those words over and over again. Such was our conviction. Such was our passion. Such was our, 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 our burning, fervent devotion and commitment to God. We loved not our lives even unto death. We studied the word of God together. We prayed together. We ate together. We fasted together. Our heart burned with a holy fervent devotion to God. The flames of the fire in our hearts burned so, br so brightly. Burned so brightly in our hearts. And we were ready to meet our Savior even in the midst of the attacks. Is that new? Is that new? Absolutely not. From the underground churches in China to the secret discipleship meetings in Iraq, many true and zealous disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ have risked their lives just to be together, to study the word of God and pray together. Dearly beloved, dearly beloved, daily devotion and commitment to doctrines, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer, is an indicator of your zeal for God. It's an indicator, it's a proof that your heart is still burning for God. How can a young man claim to have his heart set on the fire of love and not desire to be with his beautiful bride? Such a man will cross the deepest ocean and climb the highest mountains just to be with the one whom he loves. Shall our love for God not bring us together in fellowship to know and understand the doctrines of the one who died and gave himself for us? Of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is written in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 46, that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. They feared came upon every soul, not because they were fighting, because they continued, because they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers, the Bible says, day 
them, fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, verse 44, all who believed were together, they were together, they were not separated, they were together, and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. Now, look at verse 46, it says, so, continuing daily, 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 with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. With all the beatings and the afflictions, the prisons and the torture, the apostles continued. With all the blackmail, with all the flogging, with all the threats from the, from the government, from the people, the apostles, they continued. They continued because they never stopped. Hallelujah. They never stopped. They were unstoppable. They were unbeatable. They were unbreakable. Wow. When Peter was captured and put in prison, awaiting Herod's executioners, the brethren again gathered together in the house of Mary to pray him out. In the house of Mary, not in the building, in the house of Mary to pray him out. They prayed until heaven had to send a physical angel to open the prison doors. Yes, yes, all who believed, all who believed were together. Togetherness in the spirit and in the physical is a sign of zeal of the men who believe, the women who believe. They were together. It was not a mixture of those who believe and others who did not believe. Which is what we have today is a mixture. We have lost so much power and fire and zeal because it's a mixture. We have a mixture of those who believe. Some people are in the building, in the church building. Some believe in Buddha, yet they are together. Some believe in Hare Krishna, yet we are together. Some believe in some form of energy, yet we are together. Some believe in Songo or Obatala, yet we are together. We are together. How can we be effective? When we are together with many who do not believe. Some believe that you can, you can live an immoral life and go to heaven, yet we are together. Some believe that they don't have to be committed to prayers, yet we are together. Yet we are together. All those who were together were all believers. Yes. So why were they together? Because they knew that when men and women of fervent zeal and burning heart assemble in a room, there is no limit to what God can do with them and through them. Friends, fervent burning zeal is contagious. It is like a raging fire that is amplified when it is fueled by burning hearts, by zealous people. Hearts on fire, joined together with a common purpose, will only result to much, much more mega fire. Yes, it is my personal opinion that what the prayer of the church in the home of Mary achieved in the prison of Herod, Prayers in our ultra-modern, mega-sized, multinational, multi-purpose halls 
have not been able to produce. The prayers from the church in the living room of Mary, Sister Mary, sent angels from heaven to prison to release Apostle Peter. Their prayer was powerful and hell shaken because they continued steadfastly together. <laughs> they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They shared their resources together. They were not buying hectares of land. They rather sold their lands and divided their possessions and goods among them all based on the needs of all. That is what zeal backed up with knowledge and doctrine of the word of God can do. Genuine doctrine, not fake, lying, seductive and doctrines of demons. I'm talking about the doctrines of the apostles, which is the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Christ. Their zeal was zeal with knowledge, for they continued steadfastly in the doctrines of the apostles. I live in a very busy and highly distracted generation. Oh, what a time to live. We are so busy, busy and consistently consumed in the pursuit of wealth and making ends meet. Yes, yes, making ends meet that we have no time for daily fellowship, both with God and with men. Yes, parents don't even have time for fellowshipping with their own children these days. Yes. We are so engaged and busy, honestly, honestly in my opinion, busy doing nothing of eternal word. And we have left our sole responsibility of parenting to televisions, to daycares, and to teachers. As we pursue the physical abnormalities of this world, we deplete in strength. And our zeal and passion for God and his kingdom depreciate significantly. May I remind you that we need to understand now, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? According to Mark chapter 8 verse 36 are the words of Jesus himself. Yes, prophet always contend with the souls of men. Prophet, prophet, prophet. Souls are exchanged. They are exchanged for something. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So, brother, what are you taking? What are you taking in exchange for your strength? What are you taking? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What are you taking in exchange for your strength? What are you trading in exchange for your zeal, your fervent devotion and passion for God and his kingdom? Some people traded, traded their zeal like something for the lap of Delilah. Some traded their zeal and passion for God because of money, because of land, because of building. Some have traded their passion, their burning passion for God because of fame and popularity. Some have traded, traded their passion for God because of envy and jealousy, wickedness of art, gossip, immorality, lying. Mm. What are you trading in exchange for your zeal, your fervent devotion and passion for God and his kingdom? Some is their job, it's their life. I just have to rise, I have to become the, 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 the director of my company. And you have stopped at nothing 
but stepping on people, stepping on lives, stepping on souls just to reach your dream. What are you trading in exchange for your zeal, your fervent devotion and passion for God and His kingdom? To retain your burning passion and devotion for God, you must continue steadfastly in the doctrines of the apostles and in consistent fellowship. This is what sustains the fire and ensures that it never burns out. For the candlestick, the golden lampstand in the inner court of the tabernacle of Moses to burn continually according to the instructions of God, it must be well and carefully attended to. There must be commitment and fervent devotion to doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread. A church with everything without a burning zeal for God and His kingdom has no use for heaven. You may have all the money, all the car, all the house, all the building. If there is no zeal, no fire, no passion, no love for the Lord, you are of no use to God. He will spill thee out of His mouth. A believer without zeal for the world, no zeal for prayer, no commitment to daily fellowship has depleted in strength. He's a backslidden believer. His zeal for the Lord is gone, and such a man is classified as lukewarm in heaven's registry. There is only one option to lukewarm men in God's kingdom. They are spilled out and thrown away. Friends, ask the Father to set your heart on fire again. He promised to come and do it again. He said, it will come, friends. It will come. He's coming. Malachi chapter 3 verse 2 to 5 says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Extreme devotion to the apostles' doctrines. Extreme devotion to the apostles' doctrines, which is the doctrine of Christ. Steadfast commitment to fellowship, to prayers and to breaking of bread. Is a second sign of a burning heart. It is a proof of a man, a woman, consumed with his zeal for the Lord. The third sign of proof that your heart is still burning for God is your fervent devotion to contend for the pure faith that was once delivered unto you. Indication of your zeal for the Lord is expressed in your desire to speak the mind of God and to warn the brethren of wolves, deception, distraction, and agents of the devil who come to destroy lives and break disciples of Jesus away from their place of their destiny in Christ. Paul spent three years to warn everyone night and day with tears. Three years in tears night and day to warn everyone can only be as a result of the zeal he has for the Lord and his kingdom. Your zeal, your passion, your fire, your love for the Lord will propel you to go the extra mile and ensure the safety of other believers from all the satanic evil and perversion that is rising in our generation. Acts chapter 20 verse 29 to 32. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. 
also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves after themselves therefore watch and remember remember that for three years i did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears with tears with tears so now brethren i commend you to god and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified you cannot be silent you cannot afford to be passive you cannot be unconcerned you cannot say it is not my business what others are doing is not my business you cannot afford to mind your own business for a zealous man is deeply consumed about the father's business such a man labors in tears night and day to preserve the purity of the faith to preserve the integrity of the faith to preserve the truth and the faith that was once delivered unto him such a man is is laboring day and night because of his zeal and his fervent love for god to keep this undiluted gospel of the kingdom warning others night and day yes that is a fanatical extreme fervent devotion to God. Jude chapter 1 verse 3, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend, to fight, to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. It takes zeal it takes extreme devotion and fervent fire in a heart burning intensely for the Lord to contend endlessly to preserve and keep the purity of the gospel, of the faith, of the vision, of the mandate, of the purpose, of the will of God that was once delivered unto the saints. I commend you to God. Brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Amen.